your weekday foray out of the office begins now on WNSP Outdoors, live on 105.5 FM and WNSP.com. Stay tuned as Alan White and Doug Max talk with fishing and hunting pros, share tips and tricks, and discuss Alabama's greatest natural resource, the great outdoors. WNSP Outdoors, brought to you by Hall Sausage and Wholesale Meats, Eastern Shore Ace Hardware, Street Seafood and Meat Market, and Blue Water Yacht Sales. Now, let's head outdoors with Alan White. Well, it's a good day to be outside if you've got an umbrella maybe a cold air conditioning uh, <laughs> car to get to jump in and out of. <laughs> yeah, it's hot out there. It's, it's, it's late July, and it feels like late July. It is. It's very hot, but uh, relief is on the way. One of these days we'll get cooled down. Maybe late August we'll get some cool mornings and cool afternoons. Meanwhile, people are still enjoying the fishing and uh you know, some of us are already preparing a little bit for the fall, uh, food plots and so forth. And uh, so, you know, just have to be careful with the heat because it can be dangerous. That's right. Try to do your stuff in the morning and, and make sure you got plenty of water or Gatorade or whatever you got to have. And if, you, if you're prepared and you know, use your common sense, you're usually going to be okay, you know. We got plenty to talk about today, and we've got some good fishing reports. But before we get into that, let's give away a six-pack of cube steaks from our friends at Street Seafood and Meat Market, located at 251 Highway 31 South in Baymanette. If you go to Baymanette, you got to stop at the restaurant, Street's restaurant. So you might as well stop at the meat market too, and hope you uh, win this certificate. And uh, then you'll have another reason to go to Baymanette. <laughs> there you go. Third caller at 694-1055. 694-1055 gets the, gets the gift certificate. All right. We've got Mr. Don Green today with our Delta Report. How you doing, Don? I'm doing great. You guys doing okay today? We're doing good. Good, good. Good. Man, tell us what, what a man wants to uh, catch a bunch of bass in this heat. What does he need to do? Well, I tell you what, my son and my son and my daughter, granddaughter Haley, went yesterday afternoon, and uh, they threw all the regular baits that you throw in the middle delta without catching any fish. And then Jonathan made the statement, "It's wormy, wormy time." Yeah. <laughs> and they started using worms, and they caught over thirty bass in the next two hours. So that's a that's the key. That that heat is. Got the fish lethargic now because we're not getting any rain to cool the surface temperature off. Yeah, I mean it, it just gets hotter every day. When the water and, gets uh, real cold, when the water gets real cold or real hot, you know, yeah, yes, it, it, it affects the fish. They slow down. They don't want to. They don't want to chase the bait. But that plastic worm—you're talking about a plastic worm, of course. Uh, yeah, you work that slow. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. But they uh they were throwing spinner baits and and uh, throw a bu- threw a buzz bait a while, different things. And uh, he he said it hit him. You know, his water temperature is too hot. And mm-hmm. sure enough, they started fishing that worm slow, and it it just he said it was unbelievable how they was hitting it. But <laughs> uh, you gonna have that kind of trouble, you know, for this time of year. Uh, always, and you know, I, I bring this up every time I get on just about this time of year. Watch for a thunderstorm. When you see that thunderstorm hit one area of the delta today, you go there tomorrow and you'll catch them. Yeah. 
and that would be some good fish. Uh, they, those 30 they caught, about half of them were smaller fish, and they caught some up to three pounds, around three pounds. So that's a typical summertime bass, really. And uh, they didn't... Uh, they didn't do that much traveling. They, he said they caught most of their fish in the river and in the mouth of the creeks and things around the river. So that means that they, that uh, the heat's getting to them up in the back end of the creeks and things. And uh, that's that's not that good. I like to I like to see them stay up there all year round, but most years they don't. So <laughs> now, as far as the moon times. Yesterday was the last of the nip tides. So, right, I mean, well, the day before yesterday. So, we're going to have an incoming tide in the mornings for the brim fishermen and the crappie fishermen. And we're going to have an outgoing tide in the afternoons for the bass fishermen. And it's going to be super good between now and next week this time in the afternoons for bass fishermen. Doug, that's for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, isn't that uh, outgoing, outgoing tide in the afternoon is good for crappie too, isn't it? Right. They'll hit, uh, they, they, you know, till it gets dead low, they'll quit just a little bit before dead low, and then they'll hit again on dead low. But, uh Right now, most of the crappie, most of the areas are still dingy. And uh, where the dingy water is, they're in the top from what I get from, from the guys I'm talking to. And uh, he said, you're getting clear water, you might as well throw that trolling bug out. Now, let me give you a little tip on a new trolling bug to come out with. This thing is uh, it's just a regular, regular jig for crappie. The eyes are a little bit bigger than normal. And it has a little willow leaf spinner under it, mm-hmm. and he said they would they they were catching four on it each one that catch on anything else. So that must be good. Mm-hmm. He said it, it, the only thing he can figure is that little that little blade clicks when it hits that hook or whatever, yeah. and you know that that kind of thing will draw a strike most times anyway. So that's a tip for you if you if you. If you like the troll, you need to try it because it sounds good. Huh? I've had pretty now good luck brim, on a beetle spin. Ahead, I, a beetle spin uh, is the same principle. I don't know. Yeah, it's the same principle. Is the it, only difference, the only difference, and we talked about this too, the only difference in that beetle spin in this thing is you have to reel the beetle spin a little bit harder. In other uh-huh. words, this, you work it faster than you can work this. Yeah. And during these, during these days, like this week, uh, that thing is what's catching them. It's just doing good. Well, yeah. that's, yeah, because the beetle spin, you have to go pretty fast if you're trolling, yeah. your spider rig. You, you, yeah. you can go to a bigger bigger blade, and uh, then that, that just messes up the situation yeah, for that smaller blade, what they like, you know. I'll have to get some of those and try. Well, they, they're supposed to be good. I already got me a few. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the brim are biting. They're still good, doing good. These guys that's catching them are just just going down the banks in a good place and in a good creek or bayou, and uh, they're they're dropping with wigglers. Some even a couple of people told me they use a seed shrimp. I don't know where they got them at, but crickets and wigglers are working good about four feet deep. So one guy said he he had to go about five in that creek he was in, and but but uh. 
as far as catching them, they've been doing good. Uh, and, and mornings are going to be really good this week because of the incoming tide early. It's a high incoming tide, so that'll, that'll make it that much better. And like I told you, this crop is still in treetops in the, in the dingy water. And, that, of course, they're still biting with, uh, uh, minnows in those areas. And if you get some clear water, if it's clear four feet deep, throw that throw that uh, jig out there and troll because that's what these guys are doing in the clear water. Now, they're really doing good trolling in the clear water. It's that time of the year. So is and, the water uh, is the water clear up around Hulbert's or maybe in the middle delta? Okay. You probably will find uh, that the upper half or the upper – Probably the upper three quarters now because the tide is starting to, those nip tides are over with, and we're starting to get some longer tides. Uh, Big Briars going to be clear. Uh, I would imagine Mac Reynolds upper end, it'll be clear because it hadn't run over, and it, most of it'll be clear. But all your lakes that have a dead back, they're going to be clear. Uh, some of these creeks, like Douglas Lake or Dennis Lake, they're, they're going to be clear in the back. And uh, most of Douglas will be clear. You know, any, anything that's got a dead back end, you can go in there and you're going to find some clear water. Okay. Well, let me ask you this. Because um, some of those lakes can be good in the spring and, you know, and even in uh, the fall, but those, those kind of lakes you're talking about, the, the Dennis Lake and Douglas Lake, can you still catch mm-hmm. a bass in there in the summer? You sure can. Uh, I, I, I can tell you about it now because I don't turn my fish any, but <laughs> Dennis Lake is a very good bass lake. Okay. You go in there, or Dennis Creek or whatever you want to call it, Dennis Bow, you can go in there and fish the mouth of these little creeks that's coming in there and go on up into them a little way sometimes. And uh, uh, my my nephew and I had won a tournament in there one time, and the first big slew he left right there in the mouth of it. We sat there and, and caught fish like you wouldn't believe it. Uh, we, a good portion of the tournament fish come out of there. So it's it's a good place. Uh, most of those creeks, for example, yesterday, Johnson said he had they had to fish close to the river to really get them in, in, a, in a bio. Because the water has not got too hot up in the end of it right now. Mm-hmm. But when it starts raining again, that'll remedy that, you know. Yeah. But right now, it's it's uh, lower in the creeks and the main river. You know, I think uh, uh, if you, you know, this time of the year, if you fish around in, in or close to the river, you're going to do well. Don, yeah. where, real quick, where would you target catfish on jugs right now? Okay, on jugs, since the nip tide's over, I would I would put them in, in large, like a miffin, a uh, uh, briar, places like that. Okay. Thank you, Don. Have a great weekend, man. Okay. We'll be right back with Captain Bobby Abrascato and an inshore report from him. And also, we'll be talking to Joe Dunn at Miller's Ferry. So stick around.
Mark Hahn for Nick Wiggins previewing a Friday leadless edition of the opening kickoff as Wiggins himself proves why the SEC Media Days is better than any other. Aliens Among Us? Lee Shervanian off? Coincidence? Highly unlikely we delve back into it. Join us Friday. The opening kickoff with Mark and Lee. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 on the country's first FM all sports station, WNSP. Street Seafood and Meat Market on Highway 31 in Baymanette has a great selection of fresh seafood and meats. Choose from their top cuts of meats or get yours custom cut. Find Street Seafood Restaurant on Facebook for order ahead to go daily buffet specials. A full meal served at the drive up from 10.30 till 3.30. Call 937-4096 and they'll put it together for you. Street's Dining Room is now open and the banquet room is open for private parties. Street Seafood Restaurant and Meat Market on Highway 31 in Baymanette. Find them on Facebook. Aging is a lie. The ridiculous concept of time passing on the calendar causing deterioration is an absolute lie. And anyone telling you that is lying to you. Hello, I'm Garrett Williamson, host of the Personal Edge Fitness Podcast, telling you there is not one clinical study on the face of the earth that proves time passing on a calendar automatically causes you to deteriorate. It's something that we all believe, but yet has actually never been proven. So what does happen? Why do we deteriorate? When you hear hoof prints, don't go looking for zebras. That simple phrase is used many times in science and medicine. What it means is too many times we go looking for a complicated answer when the true answer is simple. And it could be something as simple as hydration. Our body is over 60% water, but the vast majority of us walk around completely dehydrated, and I promise I'm talking about you. The recommended daily allowance of water is 100 ounces a day. Who says that? Well... Harvard Medical, Stanford Medical, Cleveland Clinic, Cooper Clinic, Mayo Clinic, Pritikin, I could go on. What happens if we don't drink enough water? Well, a short list of these afflictions provided by the foremost authority on the subject of hydration and author of the book, Your Body's Many Cries for Water, Dr. Fayid Batmangeled, are diabetes, kidney failure, digestive problems, high blood pressure, and even dementia. You think it's age? It's actually dehydration. Do you still think that time passing on the calendar is actually causing you to degenerate? Are you still believing that lie? It's time you learn the truth. To dispel all the myths of health, fitness, and wellness, check out the Personal Edge Fitness Podcast. It's time to cut through all the lies and learn to live your own level of wellness. The Personal Edge Fitness Podcast on social media, wherever you get your favorite podcast, or at personaledgefitness.com. This is WNSP Outdoors, live on 105.5 FM and on the Sound of Mobile app. Now, let's head back outdoors with Alan White. All right, welcome back to the show. Eastern Shore Ace Hardware, located on Spanish Ford Hill, wants to give away a $20 gift certificate to the third caller at 694-1055. That's Eastern Shore Ace Hardware. They also have a brand new location on 181, Highway 181 in Daphne. So uh, check it out. All right. We've got Captain Bobby Abascado with us with our inshore weekly forecast. How you doing, Bob? Yeah, I'm good, man. Uh, finally got moving a little bit and I uh, got a little breeze on me because it started getting hot when that wind laid down this morning, man. Uh, ooh, uh, but, you know, <laughs> the end of August, I mean, the end of July, whatever it is, it all feels the same to me this time of year. But uh, 
Uh, it's not bad in the mornings, man. This week has been really nice. We've had some north winds, not super, super humid. And we've had north winds in the morning, which is not typical for this time of year, but I'll take it because we've had such a long stretch of those west and southwest. You know, in that north, north wind, it's just a little drier wind. So it's been really nice in the morning, man. I, I really, truly have no complaints from where, for where we live. And the, as far as the fishing goes, I'm still catching plenty of numbers of fish. Um, we had some good uh, topwater action over the weekend, uh, one of the days of the rodeo, and then uh, into the early part of this week. And then the last couple of days, we've done more uh, cork fishing. I actually even brought some live bait yesterday. We didn't really use much of it. We tried it today, and it really did. It did okay. But we caught the by far the majority of our fish. You know, uh, not much top water today, but fishing um, voodoo's under popping corks and gulp shrimp under popping corks. And you know, if you guys and I'm sure you do uh, keep up with the, the tide cycles and stuff. But if you look at what we got coming up, what we're going through right now, we've come out of that nip and uh, we're into this cycle now that I just absolutely love. If you you know this time of year, if you want to get out early and get it done. Uh, we have that good high tide first thing in the morning and starting to fall all day. And if you look at the weekend, that's what you're going to have, a good full tide right at daybreak and then falling water. So, you know, and the weather, I think, is supposed to be pretty good through the weekend, too. So, you know, early in the morning getting over that grass or some shell where there's a there's some mullet and some pogies with those top waters. If you have a group that likes to, or if you like to top water fish, you're going to catch some fish uh, doing that with that big full tide. And then if you want to move out onto some of the structure, um, you know, the wrecks and the rigs and that sort of thing and start soaking those live shrimp, that's probably going to get it done for you over the weekend. And the other thing that's great this time of year, when we get the conditions that we're having right now with these north winds, is to fish over on the Gulf side of the island, of Dolphin Island and the Fort Morgan Peninsula, fishing those holes up and down the Gulf Beach. Um, you get that north wind and it knocks those rollers down and you can get in there, you know, safely. And you can do it either out of the boat or... Um, or uh, get in the water and wade fish uh, those holes along the beach. You'll see where the bar, you know, the first bar off the beach between the beach and the first bar, and the little bars that run kind of 45 degrees off the beach create holes in between them, and that's where you'll find the trout. And the good thing about that, even though it's really shallow water fishing, because the wave action and the gulf action keeps the water oxygenated, even when it's hot like this, the fish will bite well on into the morning. But the key is having that gulf blown down you don't want to be trying to do that when you got waves breaking in on the beach it gets muddy to begin with and number two it's just it's almost impossible to fish either out of the boat or on the beach but with these conditions this would be a great weekend to be able to do that yeah what you're talking about bobby i've, I've caught them fish out there just like you're talking about and what surprised me is that you know this time of year in the summer where you're expecting them to be on structure you know eight or nine or ten foot deep off that Gulf Beach, there'd be all kind of specks there and three, four foot of water sometimes. Yep, and I think that's I think the key to that, Doug, is like I mentioned, I think you get good oxygenated water, even though it's warm. You know, the wave is breaking in and, the, and rolling on the beach, and, and, you know, just that little bit of wave action in the current on the beach keeps it oxygenated so those fish stay active in that what we would call shallow water, you know. And anybody that's done that Gulf Beach fishing, like you are just talking about, and you have, Man, you hit those those moving schools of, be, uh, of fish on the beach, they don't get pressured. 
And so when you find those things, it can be some incredible action on really quality fish, you know. So uh, it's a great thing to do, but it's very condition sensitive. you got to have the right day to do it. And like I said, this weekend, uh, you know, starting tomorrow, really today would have been, I wish we could have done it today, but uh, today would have been a great day to do it. And another tip I'll give you on that is, as you well know, that beach constantly changes. So uh, what what I do, a lot of times I I know I'm going to be able to do it for a few days, is at the end of my trip, I'll say, hey, guys, you want to take a boat ride? And we'll ride around on the beach and just run down the beach about half speed and start getting some marks on where those holes are because when you get there at daybreak, you're not going to be able to see them. Mm-hmm. You know? And so you kind of get, I get some landmarks on the beach. Or Nowadays with our electronics, you can punch in a, you know, just mark a spot, and it gives you an idea where those holes are. You know? mm-hmm. So you, you're really kind of doing your, I don't even call it pre-fishing, you're pre-looking to locate those troughs and those holes because when you get down, like I said, when you get down in the morning, it all looks the same, you know, yeah, and you don't know where to start. And when you got eight miles of beach like Dolphin Island does, and I don't know how much down the Fort Morgan Peninsula, it all looks the same. So you got to have some uh, some landmarks or something to get you started. So that's another tip if you're going to you know, consider doing some of that beach fishing. Great idea. Good tip, Bobby. Thank you so much. And you have a great weekend, buddy. Okay, you guys too. Thanks for having me on. Yes, yes sir. sir. It's also a great month this month, Doug, to uh, catch flounder. It's uh, traditionally July is a good month for mobile bay flounder. Yeah. You know, so uh, all right, let's go to Joe Dunn up at Miller's Ferry. How you doing, Joe? Doing great, Alan. Well, how's the water clarity, first of all? Uh, that the water has finally got really good. Uh, it's done when hadn't rained, thank goodness, for several days now, and uh, the water levels have done got what I call summertime level. Now it's getting low. Uh, actually, they're not. Um, I checked uh, the powerhouse this morning. They they won't cut it off. Cut it off at midnight. Uh, they'll start running it from. Uh, Two o'clock in the afternoon to like eight o'clock in the, in the evening, and uh, then they cut it off near about the rest of the day. Running maybe one unit on to midnight, then cut it back off, and then uh, it'll be off all way again then till uh, two o'clock the next afternoon. So it's starting to put up in that summertime mode. Mm-hmm. Water's getting real low and it's getting real hot, so. Uh, is pushing the river fish maybe into conditions, you know, where they bite when they pull in water better then, but the rest of the time you hunt for them. And the channels are on them tops, on the ledges, in the creeks, you know, and about eight foot of water, you could still find them in places like that. But, uh, you know, it, it, the bite it, it will usually be a little bit better when they're pulling water. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they still bite when it's not. You just gotta feel around in the tops. It scatters them a little bit more. Is what it does. And then that when it turns the water on, it'll draw them in real tight. To that structure and they'll hold on it. But uh, they get kind of finicky because that water is getting hot. Uh, you know, they they don't have to move a lot uh, to. Uh, uh, they don't burn up a lot of energy, put it that way. And they had not having to look for a lot of food. So a lot of them typically wait to when they do pull the water, and it makes it real easy for them to get somewhere and then ambush something coming by. Of course, we've been talking about crappie all this time. We should have mentioned that. But let's talk about catfishing. Uh, on your jugs, are you using short lines or long lines right now? No, no. We're, we're all in the river now. That's going to be your best bite. 
Okay. Uh, the, the hardest thing right now, you know, you put them out. What I like to do is uh, like that afternoon when they run water on, maybe on after 10 or 11 o'clock at night, mm-hmm. uh, put them out in the afternoon and I go pick up, up the next morning. Oh, okay. Or you can put them out during the, when they first, first start pulling water, say at 2 o'clock and run them then. But the, the, and catching fish isn't hard when you do that with those long lines. Or I'm, when I say long, I'm talking about those 30-foot lines I use in the river. The hardest thing right now is getting good bait. You know, you got to have you still pro shad is good if you can get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, some fresh pro pros, uh, pogies from the Gulf work pretty good too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're and uh, you can use those, and uh, uh, that that's the main key is a good bait. And uh, but stay in the river. You know, I, it, okay. tight line in those cuts and stuff at the mouth. Of those. Uh, creeks and all when they go to pulling that water, uh, you gonna you gonna catch a lot of catfish right now. Yeah, that's probably gonna remain that way for the next two months. Is that right? Yeah, the, the, the pattern part. ain't gonna budge a bit till we see a temperature change. Yeah. So this pattern's gonna hold for a long time right now. Yeah. This water, uh, you probably got some water pushing ninety degrees. Is it that hot? It's getting on up there. It definitely is, Doug. It's it's getting hot. So, well, Joe, I hope you have a great weekend. Thank you so much. Thank you, Al. Y'all can see Joe at Dunn Sports in Thomasville, Alabama. Go by and say hello. We'll be right back with our special guest, Shane Jones, who is a crappie guide at Miller's Ferry and Demopolis. So, we're going to learn some things about hot water crappie fishing. of the final drive, Corey LeBounty, along with Michael Brawner joining us, will be Executive Director of the Alabama High School Athletic Association, Alvin Briggs, Lindsey Crosby, John Garcia Jr., Drew DeArmond, and Ike Jones joining us on the Tide and Tiger Report, a great Thursday edition of the final drive coming up. The final drive with Corey and Michael, weekdays beginning at 3 on the Sports Station, WNSP. With summer here, it's time to take care of those pesky boat problems you've been putting off. Visit Blue Water Yacht Sales today so you'll be ready to hit the water in the warmer weather. Blue Water is a full-line Yamaha outboard dealer and is a five-star gold service facility with a Yamaha Master Tech on hand. Of course, Blue Water carries a full assortment of inshore and offshore models from Pioneer, Bulls Bay, Avenger, Jupiter Marine, and Regulator. And if you're selling, skip the hassle and let Blue Water sell your boat for you. Visit BlueWaterYachtSales.net. For 55 years, homeowners across the Alabama Gulf Coast have trusted Bachelor's Service with their HVAC systems. Keep your HVAC running its best with their $79 tune-up special. Or better yet, a value-priced energy savings agreement for year-round peace of mind. Time for a new system? Bachelor's offers Daikin Fit, the industry's leading tech for AC and heat pumps, available with a $1,000 instant rebate. Bachelor's is service worth remembering. For HVAC generators and plumbing repair, go to bachelorservice.com. Certification 170. 
Don't miss the final days of end-of-season deals during the truckload event at Lowe's. Right now, save on major appliances and get an additional 10% off in-store clearance appliances. Plus, you can get up to 35% off select tools and accessories. Find big savings during the final days of the truckload event happening now. Lowe's knows savings. Lowe's knows home improvement. Valve through 8 Exclusions apply. While supplies last. Selection varies by location. See Lowe's.com for details. School on! Save on! Back to school is on. And Staples has great prices on everything you need for your best year yet. Save on notebooks. Save on headphones and laptops. Save on pens, markers, and all the essentials. And right now at Staples, save up to 60% on select notebooks, markers, and more. School on, save on at Staples, where school savings are always in session. And 729 Prices may vary in-store and online. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. This is WNSP Outdoors, live on 105.5 FM and on the Sound of Mobile app. Now, let's head back outdoors with Alan White. All right, welcome back to the show. I'm Alan White along with Doug Max, and we've got a little bit of a problem getting getting in touch with our guest, uh, Shane Jones. I mean, he's uh, he's supposed to be ready to go, but uh, sometimes... Things happen. So, uh, I guess we'll just keep trying him. And uh, That's what they call live radio? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'll, I'll send him a text, and uh, maybe that'll, that'll help. All right. Well, Doug, you've been de- – you know, let's talk about turkey hunt. Turkey. We, uh, I guess we can talk tur- turkey hunting any month. Well, we always <laughs> fall back on that, you know. <laughs> it seems but, like uh, it don't. But the turkey calling contests have been going on in Mississippi, well, Alabama, and several places, and you've been judging quite a few of those. Well, I, I judged the world uh, championship here back in June. They yeah. had it here. Uh, this coming Saturday, I, I've been invited to come be a judge in the Mississippi State Contest, which is near Jackson in Pearl, Mississippi, which uh-huh. is a suburb of Jackson. And uh, that's Saturday. The following Saturday, I think the – August the 5th, I believe, is the date. Uh, the Alabama State Contest is in Tuscaloosa, and I've been asked to judge that, too. Well, that's so, nice. Yeah, I feel honored somebody asked me to do that. That is an know? honor, yeah. Well, you got to know, you got to have a good ear for that sound because there's a, you know, to an amateur, one turkey collar sounds just like another one. Yeah. But there are subtle differences that you can tell. Yeah. Well, I've been hearing that sound since I was about 12 years old, and, you know how old I am. <laughs> yeah. So, so I don't know what they sound like, but uh, but but you've you've been to these calling contests, and these guys are so good, you know, at the top level. You know, these <laughs> other contests maybe maybe not so, but these top level guys are so good that there ain't a dime's worth of difference in five or six or seven of them sometimes, and and you just you're almost listening for a slip up. Huh. You know, the, and they can't help. Sometimes a reed might stick on their call or something. Uh-huh. And there's nothing they – it wasn't their fault, you know. 
But sometimes that little, and you may get a half point deduction. And hey, a lot of times that's the difference in who won the contest and who didn't. You know. <laughs> and you might remember, uh, I don't know if we had Kenny on after the world championship, but the top five finishers in the open division of the world championship, there was only a half a point separated wow. each one, each place. And so obviously any one of those. Five could have been the world champion caller, you know. And how many judges were on panel there? There were six. Six, were judges, six judges, and that little bit of difference. And they're scoring, you know, yeah. five or six different calls that they have to make. Right, so right. we're talking into the hundreds, the numbers. Yeah. And so when – and is... through six judges, and when you – so you got a half a point difference. <laughs> That's amazing. They were that good. I mean, I, they were all that good, and they were all yeah. that close. You How know? about so that? So any, any one of them could have won, you know. Mm. And they all know that. It's Sometimes it, – it's you know, it's kind of like – you're a big baseball guy. It's kind of like baseball. Sometimes you're in a little slump, or sometimes you're on your game, mm -hmm. you know. And yeah. When these guys are on their game, they're going to be hard to beat. You know? That's true. Well, speaking of turkeys and wildlife management and all that, I've been planting some chufas lately, and they're coming up great. I had a friend of mine uh, with a, a drill, and uh, he planted them for me this time. I'd never never planted them with a drill before, but they they really are consistently spaced, and mm -hmm. they, they looking good. They're about five inches tall right now, so – you know they'll be, they'll be mature by September October yeah. and uh, a friend called me when I was on the way here today and was telling me that this weekend they're going to be planting mm -hmm. chufas. This and, is the uh, time to do it. I mean, uh, if you plant them too early, I've been preaching this for years. Uh, then you're going to deal with weeds that's right. and grass and all of that. But if you plant them now, you'll have a lot less trouble that's right. with weeds and grass. But well, the weed growing season is a whole lot shorter the later you mm -hmm. wait to plant them, you know. And, that's true. And, and, and I think they grow really good until, oh, like, really some severe weather or frost or something hits them. And around yeah. here, that's that's probably not going to be till Thanksgiving, that's you right. know, at least. So. Yeah. Well, uh, it helps in how you prepare your soil, uh, which is the rule for everything, actually. I like to, before I plant a food plot, I like to burn it down with glycosophate and uh, let that those weeds die and try to just drill the seeds right into the, the thatch mm -hmm. because that thatch will keep the soil cool and moist and you'll have a better crop. You know, I, I think, Chief, you know more about planting chufas than I do. I think they actually grow pretty good in some soil that some of the other stuff doesn't grow good in mm -hmm. it'll be the kind of reddish yeah. sandy looking soil that ain't so good for the other food plots and stuff and yeah they, you can always grow a pretty good little patch of chufas in those yeah i believe chufas would love to grow on the beach at gulf Shoals. Yeah. they love <laughs> yeah. sandy yeah, stuff. yeah they do they do i swear and my my land is sandy it's you know one mile as a crow flies from tensile river and so it's it's got that sand mm -hmm. and them big little hills and stuff in it. So uh, have to watch out for erosion, but yeah. but it'll grow some chufas and peas. Peas love sandy soil too. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this about the chufas, because I, you, you know where I live, and in the south end of the county I live in, it's it's pretty sandy and stuff. But you go twenty miles to the north, and all of a sudden you start getting into some red clay, mm. and uh, but you have pretty good luck in in some of the clay. Do you have luck planting them in the clay? No, you do not. Okay. No, I you don't. Do I don't like clay. It's hard to work. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad I don't have clay soil. Yeah. I have one hill on my 43 acres that's, that's got clay on uh-huh. the top, and I hate that thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, all right, I think we got Shane on the phone now. Shane, are you there, buddy? I'm here. All there right. How there you doing, go. sir? I'm doing wonderful. How y'all guys doing? We're doing good. We're doing good. Well, let's get right into it. You guide crappie fishermen uh, on Miller's Ferry and up in Demopolis. So we really want you to share some tips. And I know you've just did a video, uh, some tips for uh, hot weather crappie fishing and hot weather crappie catching. Oh, yeah. Uh, Well, basically, right now at Miller's Ferry, those fish are 8 or 10 foot of water. Uh Uh, What you... Believe it or not, what you want is hot, consistent weather. You want it to stay hot. You want the water temperature to stay consistent. Uh, that way it puts the fish where the oxygen level is optimum for, for the fish. So it actually puts them in the area you can catch them a lot easier. Instead of when the water cools back off, you get a lot of rain, it disperses those fish. Mm-hmm. So you're looking for those fish in 8 or 10 foot of water, especially at Millage Ferry. Um, there's not going to be a lot of fish stacked up. There will be in September, but this time of year, you're going to pick up a couple fish, especially white fish, white crappie. Uh, you'll pick them up here and there. You just have to cover a lot of water this time of year, but you can catch a lot of fish. A lot of places you catch them in the spring, don't neglect to go back to those fish, because those areas, excuse me, because there's fish in those same areas. They just People just don't believe they're there, but they are. So, Shane, are you trolling and a spider rigging this no, time? No, I, I, I strictly live scope and cast through them. Uh, but necessarily, if you don't have a live scope, you can just bump, uh, you know, take some jigs and bump some coverage and brush just like you always do and catch fish. And I believe, you know, contrary to popular belief, crappie bite year-round. You know, uh, it's just, you know, a lot of people like it in the spring because they run the banks. But this time of year, especially in the Moppets, those fish get real shallow this time of year. I've caught them in a foot of water. You know, it with 92, 93 degree water. So. Really? Wow. Hmm. Yeah, that's kind of. Yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of a. Yeah, it, it's kind of a. I found those during a boat race about five years ago down at Demopolis. Actually, they just canceled them. Actually, and I had some long rods I just got in, and we was, we was out, you know, watching the races, and we just decided to go in this place. That I usually don't start fishing until the first Alabama football game, first of September. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I went in there and uh, trees were loaded. We were catching fish so shallow, you set the hook and you see mud come up. Hmm. And that's the God's honest truth. Wow. And ever since then, I've been making those runs, especially in some shady banks. Uh, you'd be shocked because a lot of, in, in Demopolis, there's a lot of artesian wells, a lot of wells, and a lot of springs because when it rains a lot there, those creeks clear up because of the springs. Mm-hmm. So you got a lot of fresh water and a lot of more oxygenated water coming in those areas. So you have to look for those certain places. We've got some underwater springs in our delta down here, the Mobile Tensaw Delta, and yeah, uh, right. a lot of people don't realize that there's spots down here that get cold water, you know, influx. Well, you're exactly yeah. You know, everybody's been swimming, and you know, all of a sudden they swam over to an area, and all of a sudden you got a cold, yeah. you know, cold mm-hmm. trail on your foot, and you're like, where is that coming from? That is underwater springs. That is, you know, that's releasing that cooler water, and those crappy. And those minnows and everything else, they seek those places out. So well, it's, that, uh, it's something you just have to do, really, experiment, because you'll have your, what I call a little milk run where you're going to pick up fish, and you do that every year. Every, you know, every August, I know in September, fish start bunching up a little bit because mm-hmm. the shad are actually, the, the bait fish are growing, so the bait fish are getting bigger, so you can get away with throwing a little bit bigger bait. 
you'll start you know that's that's what i usually do as a, yeah. as the summer carries on well shane we're right up against the break will you hold through the break yes sir, i'll hold yeah okay You're fine come on hold on we'll be back with some more questions for you after this yes sir here from the final drive in the throw it deep podcast do you want more in-depth coverage of the nfl if so then you need to listen to wnsp now's new nfl show throw it deep join owen McEnroe and i as we take you around the league every wednesday and give you an inside scoop on everything happening in the shield whether it's a big game a trade or free agent signing we're on top of all of it so don't miss out search wnsp now on your favorite podcast platform and get ready to throw it deep with us every wednesday Since 1965, Kemco Metal Buildings has been designing and constructing the highest quality steel buildings for our customers to handle the increase in demand and maintain our position as your premium metal building source. We are looking for qualified candidates to fill full-time positions in sales, drafting and design, metal fabrication, and on-site metal building construction. If you're interested, come see us at 27153 Pollard Road in Daphne. That's K-E-M-K-O. Terry Thompson Chevrolet is more like a family than a car dealership. On a scale from 1 to 10, Terry Thompson Chevrolet is off the charts. The entire sales team of Terry Thompson was awesome. They really made the process simple and easy for the customer, and we appreciated that. I've recommended Terry Thompson Chevrolet to all my friends because there's no pressure and you get a great deal. If I had to say one thing about Terry Thompson Chevrolet, it would be the greatest car dealership in the world. Hi, Ty Thompson again. And those were some real-life Terry Thompson customers that we truly value and appreciate. And when you let Terry Thompson take you home, we promise you will also be treated like family. And now is a great time to save really big on our great selection of new Chevrolets. When you find new roads to Terry Thompson Chevrolet on Highway 98 Daphne or online at shopterry.com. Terry Thompson is your automotive superstar. In this market, you'll find Fisher Investments is different than other money managers. Different how? Aren't we all just looking for the hottest stocks? Nope. We use diversified strategies to position our clients' portfolios for their long-term goals. You don't just provide cookie-cutter portfolios? No. We tailor our clients' portfolios to their goals and needs. But you still sell investments that generate high commissions for you, right? No, we don't sell commission-based products. We're a fiduciary, the highest standard of care for a financial advisor. It means we're obligated to act in our client's best interest. So when do you make more money? Only when your clients make more money? Yep, we have one transparent management fee structured, so we do better when our clients do better. Sounds like you really look out for your clients. We do, because our priority is helping them achieve a comfortable retirement. That might be why most of our clients come from other money managers. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments, clearly different money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. This is WNSP Outdoors, live on 105.5 FM and on the sound of Mobile App. Now, let's head back outdoors with Alan White. 
Welcome back to the show. I'm Alan White along with Doug Max. We'll take the third caller at 694-1055 for a five-pound pork sausage variety pack from our friends at Hall Sausage and Wholesale Meat located in Chickasaw, Alabama. Third caller, 694-1055. We've been talking to Shane Jones, who is a very successful crappie fisherman and guide, uh, both at Miller's Ferry and Demopolis. So, uh, uh, Shane, we got a question about that shallow water. Doug, go ahead. I was going to ask you, it wasn't just so much shallow water, but it was uh, summertime. You were talking about springs and all. And I just wonder, everywhere we fish, and whoever you are, you know there's certain creeks or coves or whatever that tend to be a little more clear than the others. Is is that maybe a sign that that's where the springs are? Yes, yeah, sir. Uh, you'd be correct. Uh, you know, everybody knows when you get a lot of rain, the first creeks that clear up. You fish and you're familiar with those fish. Mm-hmm. Those are going to be your clear creeks. So, naturally, in Demopolis, where I fish, uh, the swamps stay muddy unless you get a lot of rain, and they actually clear up. So, if you can catch that transition when that water's coming in, those fish, you know, will be in those places. But, yes, you're correct. You all, you automatically know the water that's going to clear up first. And, and the clear water I stay away from in the summer. I want some color to it if I can get away with it. Mm-hmm. And why is tell us why that is? Uh, I know the answer, but you tell the answer why why you're looking for cloudy water. Well, uh, fish, believe it or not, when you uh, say you got to fill the crappie on a, a standing timber, they actually see the shadow of the boat. And they want to get under that boat, mm-hmm. so you don't want them knowing you're there. You also can get away with a lot more, you know, heavier line, and, and, and your cast don't have to be precise, you know. As soon as you throw, you can, you can get away with a lot more when the water's a little cloudy. I, mm-hmm. The best uh, the best example I give you, if you've already eaten and I put a hamburger in front of you in a closet and you and me sitting there and you say, I don't eat, I'll, I'll get that later. But if I turn those lights off and you're not expecting another hamburger, guess what you're going to do? You're going <laughs> to eat that hamburger. So that's the way fish are. Uh-huh. Well, I love to fish on a cloudy day for this, that reason too, you know. Yeah, cloudy days are good fishing days. As, yeah, as so there's as... there's all kinds of examples like that. To me, they'll be on the the down shade bank, you know, the downside uh, shade. Excuse me, of standing timber, you know, when the sun's out. So I there's I approach it different. The cloudy water kind of disperses them a little bit, but mm-hmm. when the sun's out, I like it. Basically, I like it when the sun's out. That way, those fish they may be tighter to cover and maybe a little harder to catch, but it also puts them in the right position. Well, Shane, how's, how can folks get a hold of you and book a trip with you? Oh, it's easy, man. If you type in Shane Jones fishing on Facebook or on YouTube or anything, you're going to pull me up. And okay. I check my messages constantly on there. My, my phone number is posted on my Facebook page. So like I said, we do a we do a Facebook Live tonight at 7 o'clock, and people come on there and comment, and we share a ton of tips on there. I'm all about sharing, and I love to get pictures from people that – Sharing pictures with me of their success stories. I, I like to see people catch fish. Yeah, but that's right. Shane's on fishing, YouTube, Facebook. It pulls all my information up. All right. Well, thank you, Shane, for being on today, and I hope to have you back again soon. Yes, sir. Anytime. You let me know. I, I'm, I'll be glad to pop on here, man. All right. Yes, thank sir. you, sir. Yes, sir. Thank y'all. All right. That was cool. Yes, uh, sir. Somebody new for our show, and uh, I've heard of him for quite a while now, but uh, – He's, he comes highly recommended. He comes highly recommended by Big Daddy Lawler. And, and, and Joe Big Dunn. Big Daddy knows what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, and Joe Dunn. And Joe Dunn, that's right. 
All right, let's go to my buddy Mark Ship, who is a kayak fishing expert. So uh, I want to talk about kayak fishing today. How you doing, Mark? I'm doing terrific. How about you guys? Oh, we're doing great. Now, kayak fishing, of course, we all know the advantages of having a kayak to fish out of. Once you get that thing rigged up, it's easy to transport, it's easy to launch, and you can get places where other folks with bigger boats cannot get to. Without a doubt. So, so tell us that this in his hot weather, and you know everybody's got summer patterns and all. So, for a kayak fisherman, what what's the hot weather pattern? What we're you trying to do? Well, right now, what we've got in the marsh is we've got water temperatures that are running low nineties to mid nineties, hmm. which makes it difficult for everybody. Uh, however, we have a lot of flounder being caught. The majority of them are on the smaller side, but they are legal. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's not a big problem right now to go out and do well with flounder. What's hot on flounder are the, uh, the grub tails, which they have been for a long time. But that seems to be the beta choice, at least once again this year. Uh, the lighter colors seem to be doing real, real well this year, uh, as they were once again last year. Uh, but the uh, single-tailed grub tails in almost any length on a jig head bounced along the bottom uh, next to your edges, your rock wedges, rocks, points, uh, have done real, real well for the guys in kayaks. Uh, currently, right now, we've got some pretty muddy conditions, but it is clearing out. The uh, little bit of stretch we've had here with fewer rains are helping that come along, and we're looking for a lot clearer water to be hitting us in the next day or two. Uh, one of the things that we are seeing that's real exciting is the jacks are running up the bay, up toward Mobile River, chasing the shrimp boats. And so we've got a lot of yakkers running up toward the causeway chasing jacks. Uh, having a lot of luck there uh and i know my fellow yakkers i'm i'm talking to them on a daily basis and uh they're pulling one two uh fish every outing and are having a great time doing it and this is a great time of year to get out there and do it in the early morning to beat that heat i'm glad to hear the flounder are still biting good in july we talked about that briefly earlier on but um, this, you talked about the grub tail, the you know the grubs. My favorite right. flounder bait is that swimming mullet by Gulp, and in a pearl. Without a doubt, great cold. great bait. Yeah. Uh, the swimming mullet. Uh, another great one is the dirty boxer by Fish Bites. Oh, I'm gonna have to try that one then. Okay. Uh, fantastic bait, and it'll save you a little bit of money. Okay. Well, I like saving money and, uh, and catching fish, too. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> hey, Mark, I've always heard. There's you nothing wrong know. with being able to catch fish at a lower cost. There you go. I've always heard when it comes to flounder, if you think you're fishing slow enough, just slow down a little bit more. <laughs> and you'll catch down. a lot more. Is that one of the other things, that it, it's somewhat of an old adage, uh, and it may be more uh, apropos with live bait, but... For a long time, you heard, let that flounder grab it and let him hold it in his mouth for a while before you set the hook. On these uh, artificials, 
you feel that flounder grab, or if you feel like you just got snagged by a stump, set that hook. Don't yeah, wait. Don't wait. Yeah. It's, not, it's not like yeah. live bait. Yeah, I was okay. talking about like working your bait, but, you know, bouncing it along the bottom. But it, hmm. it, I always you heard you just couldn't fish too You slow. think you hit a stump, set the hook. There you go. Uh, all right. Well, if someone listening wants to try out uh, kayak fishing, or how, what do you suggest that they do? I'll tell you, one of the best ways to get your feet wet with kayak fishing, there's an organization here out of Mobile called the Mobile Bay Kayak Fishing Association. It's easily found on Facebook. Once a month, they hold what's called a fish out. It's free to anybody that has just an interest in kayaks or kayak fishing. Show up. Tell them you're there. You just want to know about kayak fishing. We will find a way to put you in a kayak, put you with someone that's more experienced, if you would like, uh, and get your feet wet. Let you experience it. Find out if this is something that you may enjoy looking at at a little more deeper depth. If you're interested in moving further along into kayak fishing, almost any reputable retailer will have a method that you can try out a kayak before you buy it. And, Alan, I can't push or urge somebody enough. Do not purchase a kayak until you've had an opportunity to try it on the water. Uh, Any reputable retailer will provide that opportunity for you. Uh, there are so many kayaks available today. All of us, you know, some of us weigh 100 pounds, some of us weigh 350 pounds. There's a kayak built for each one of us. The key there is find a kayak that's comfortable, that will, it's made for our type body, and one that we can sit in comfortably for three or four or five hours. And uh, that makes all the difference in the world. Nobody wants to go out and be fishing and be miserable. It's kind of like duck hunting. You know, if if you're not miserable, you ain't duck hunting. (laughs) Well, it's not the same thing with kayak fishing. Uh, But one, one of the things this time of year that I do stress is make sure you have plenty of fluids. And uh, one of the things that I have had to do is I set my watch every 30 minutes just to remind myself to stop and drink fluids. That's a good idea. You know, it's so easy to get dehydrated and you don't even realize it. I know. You get busy and you forget. I was on a tractor this week and I, I was out there two hours and then I thought, Man, it's been two hours. I've got to stop and drink some water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was hot. All right, exactly. Mark, thank you so much, man. It was great. Thank you so much. You guys have a great one. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. That's going to do it for this week. We'll be back next week at noon on Thursday, just like every week. For Doug and I, we want to wish you a great day, and God bless. <laughs>